You are listening to the Ebony Covering Black America Podcast Network, presented by Walmart. Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Fit on Ebony Podcast Network. This is your host, Holly Cotton. As you guys know, the purpose of Beyond the Fit is to cover various topics that allow us to become the strongest versions of ourselves inside and out. And the goal of this show is to give you some of those tools that you need, that you're searching for, or that you don't even know that you're searching for, and allow you to implement implement some type of health, wellness, or fitness strategy into your life. The topic of today's show is nutrition. As a healthcare professional and a nurse, as well as a fitness professional, one of the most common topics that I talk about is nutrition and how nutrition not only is what you eat, to fuel you so that you can survive, but how important correct nutrition is in order to have you functioning at an optimal level. Whether it be you just want to be healthier, whether you're trying to keep your cholesterol low, reduce your salt intake, maybe you need to be on a diabetic diet, whatever it is that you're looking for, nutrition is the key to having overall wellness. If you're trying to get in shape, first thing that they tell you to do is change your diet. If you're trying to gain muscle, the first thing that they tell you to do is change your diet. No matter what it is that you're trying to do in life, it all centers around your nutrition. What are you feeding your body? How do you want to look? How do you want to feel? So today, what we're going to do is go over a couple of topics related to nutrition. Of course, I never bring up a problem without a solution. So there'll definitely be some dietary recommendations, some supplement recommendations. We'll go more into depth about that. I'll also have a guest that talks today about vegan diets and how to become a vegan, vegetarian, if you're just trying to have some type of plant-based diet, or if you're just trying trying to maybe have plant-based diet a few days a week because you can't commit to a total vegan lifestyle, we'll definitely have some of those tools that you need to make that conversion. Let me just rewind about why nutrition is so important. We don't talk about this very often, but it should be one of the major reasons that you're changing your diet. And it's called the inflammatory response. If you've ever read an article about inflammation in your body, if you've ever read an article or heard about anything that talks about autoimmune diseases or any type of inflammation of organs, that's called the inflammatory response. And it's actually very, very common. And you probably have some type of inflammation going on right now that you don't know about. Basically, an inflammatory response is when there is swelling. If you've ever cut your arm and it gets red around the area, if it's not treated, it can get some type of pus discharge. It can get inflamed. It can get infected. That's your body's inflammatory response. And what happens is inside of your body, you also have an inflammatory response. The difference is, is that you can't see that response. And another difference between a topical inflammatory response, which is one that's on the skin that you can see in comparison to an inside inflammatory response is that the inflammatory response on your skin, on a wound, it's actually helping the wound heal. Those are all things that happen in your body in order to combat infection. It's your body's way of killing the bacteria. It's your body's way of healing what's going on. And inside, when we're talking about inflammatory response inside of your body, what that means is that the way that your body naturally is supposed to heal It's supposed to fight infections and things like that, but it can't heal anything because there's not an actual injury inside your body. There's not an actual illness. So what happens is that when you are putting toxins in your body, whether it be processed food, unhealthy food, inflammatory foods, which we'll go into further detail in a few minutes, but when you're putting all of these toxins into your body, it causes your body to say, hey, 
what is this? This is not right. Get this out of here. This is not supposed to be here. And what happens is you get this inflammatory response and all of these cells start trying to attack those free radicals, but they can't. Those cells then start attacking healthy tissues. And when you hear about autoimmune disorders, that's what that means. It basically means that your body is attacking itself. There's not a specific thing that they can attack. So what happens is it just attacks your whole body and then you start getting all of these symptoms, you start getting these chronic diseases, things like that. So it's very important to identify that your body could be in a state of inflammation based on your diet. An inflammatory response is basically when there is swelling, which is supposed to be your body's natural healing system and a way to fight injuries and infections and things like that. But because it's not actually able to heal an injury or an illness, it goes into some type of inflammatory action. And that means that since there's nothing to heal, the immune system cells that normally protect us actually start destroying tissues and they start attacking arteries, organs, joints, things like that. And when you don't eat healthy or you don't get enough exercise or you have too much stress in the body, it's going to continually trigger these types of inflammation. And it also leads to chronic conditions and things like that. So it's very important to identify when you start having some of these early stages and these early symptoms of inflammation so that you can reverse the effect or you can slow down what's going on to make sure that your body isn't attacking itself. When you guys have heard of autoimmune diseases, that's basically where the body is attacking itself. So there's these cells that are in your body and they're telling the cells that they need to be attacking something, but there's actually not something that they need to attack. There's not something that they can actually heal. Again, it starts making you sick because your body is in a constant state of inflammation, attack inflammation, make me sicker because you're actually attacking healthy cells. You aren't healing me. You're making me sicker. So when you're taking in any kind of free radicals, processed foods, your diet just basically sucks in general, you're causing your body to go into this state of inflammation. One of the common terms that you hear when you're talking about anything medically related is a chronic condition. So chronic means that it's going to happen long term. And when we're talking about inflammation being a chronic condition, that means that it will continue to damage your body over a long period of time. And anything that you are doing is going to either cause more inflammation or it's going to relieve some of the inflammation that you already have. It's going to be the decisions that you make regarding the foods that you eat every day, the quality of sleep that you get, the amount of exercise that you have. All of those things are factors that determine whether this inflammation or inflammatory response is going to be long-term, which we said is chronic, or if you can do something to slow down the effects of it. So how do you know if you have inflammation? What are some of the common signs and early symptoms of chronic inflammation? And unfortunately, the signs are actually vague. (laughs) So you may not even know that you're in a state of inflammation. You may not even know that you are symptomatic. A lot of times with chronic conditions, people get so used to living in that state of sickness that they don't even realize that it's abnormal. A lot of people, especially like diabetes, chronic conditions like asthma, like they've been living with this condition for so long that they have adjusted and things that to us would be like, um, okay, that's a major red flag or, you know, that's not normal to live like that is <laughs> something that someone with a chronic condition is like, wait a minute. So everyone isn't like this. So everyone doesn't have problems breathing. Everyone isn't tired all the time. You have adapted to this chronic condition. So you don't even know that there's something wrong with it. Have you ever noticed that you feel really, really fatigued, that you're still able to go on, go to work, live life normally, but you just always feel tired. You just feel like, 
I don't have any energy today. For you, you might be thinking that, oh, okay, well, this is just my job or this is just being a single parent. This is just what I'm doing. And it's actually not. It's an early common sign that your body is fighting off something. And I know you're probably still thinking, okay, big deal, inflammation. Why is this important to me? Why? Who cares? I don't have any chronic condition. I don't have a chronic medical condition. I can deal with being fatigued every now and then. Why, why does it matter if my body body's in a state of inflammation. Like it's not going to kill me, right? You said chronic. So that means that I'm going to live with it for a long time. But one of the key issues with having chronic inflammation is that it leads to something else. It leads to chronic conditions such as heart disease, diabetes, obesity, cancer, Alzheimer's disease. Anything that has to do with circulation has to do with inflammation because basically all of the fluids are constantly being circulated. All of those toxins are going through your body. And I know that it's a lot and it may seem like it's no big deal, but when you're talking about living with something forever, when you're talking about living in a state of where you always feel sick and you always feel tired and you never have any energy, that affects you. You don't have the energy to go work out. You don't have the energy to go play with your kids. You don't have the energy to do certain things. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Beyond the Fit. And you can actually reverse the inflammation by changing your lifestyle. Like how easy is that? We're giving you the tools right now to say, hey, something's not right in my body. So it's not just I look fat. It's that I'm actually feeling the effects of being overweight of being inactive. And that's the issue. And that's the problems. And that's something that you can help. So why not do things to change that? I know I've said this before. When I go to my yearly visit to my oncologist, the first question that he always asks me is about my stress level. Because living in a stressful lifestyle can definitely have these long-term effects. And I talked about stress and abdominal fat before. We've had a mental health episode where we talked about effects of stress, stress relieving strategies. We've talked about mental health and stress. Stress is bad. Like (laughs) if you can get rid of stress or figure out stress managing techniques so that you can deal with the stress better, you can help so many of your health problems as well as your mental health. And like I mentioned, when I go to my oncologist, he asked me about the stress because he knows that cancer is an inflammatory disease. There's something that's going on in your body that causes these cancer cells to all group together, have a big old party, all the cancer cells come together, form a tumor, and now you have cancer because it's some type of inflammation in your body. Like I said, I'm going to go into some anti-inflammatory foods and recommendations in a minute, but just know that you can reduce the risk of chronic inflammation and you can control it. You can't necessarily change the damage that it's caused, but you can reduce the risk. Some people, of course, have genetic health problems such as heart disease and cancer and things like that. So of course you want to make sure you don't have any type of familial risk. I'm not saying that every single disease has to do with inflammation or that changing your diet is going to save you from everything. If you have a genetic predisposition, then there's really nothing that you can do other than staying in the healthiest body possible. However, there are changes that you can make every day that can help. You can also ask your physician about a blood test, which is called a C-reactive protein. And that's basically a marker test for inflammation to make sure if you're feeling any type of chronic fatigue or things like that, that you're asking your physician for this test. So you can see if you're just tired or there's actually some type of medical reason why you're feeling so fatigued. We've talked about what inflammation is, how to identify early stages of inflammation. So what can we do? to reduce the inflammation. I said that you can reduce it or you can lower your risk. So what are some of the ways to do that? The first one, as you guys know, as a fitness professional, I always tell you exercise, exercise. Exercise is so important. Every guest that we've had on our show, every person that we have spoken to all co-sign the importance of regular 
exercise and a regular exercise regimen. So not just one day a week, go in the gym, take 15 selfies, then go home. No, we're talking about making time for 30 to 45 minutes of aerobic exercise at least four to five times a week. Make sure you're adding 10 to 20 minutes of weight. I cannot stress enough how my body and my physique as well as my overall health changed when I added resistance training to my regimen. I only used to do cardio. That was my big thing. I did cardio, cardio, cardio. And I got educated on the importance of resistance training and how that actually helps with bone mass, maintaining muscle mass, how that helps you. And if you are doing training, make sure that you're also adding 10 to 20 minutes of resistance training using some heavy weights, heavier weights, whatever the heaviest weight is that you can lift. Make sure you're adding that to your regimen too. Don't just do the cardio. Make sure you're adding resistance training as well. You need to be able to get your heart rate up and sustain your heart rate at an elevated level. And that's the way you're going to be able to use exercise to prevent inflammation. Another key factor is to lose weight. If you talk to anyone that's overweight, they have tons of health issues. They may say that they don't. And a lot of times people, again, like I said, with the chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, same thing with obesity, they've been living in this obesity stage for so long that they think that certain symptoms that they have are actually normal. They don't know that that's not the way that you should feel. That's not the way that your body should be reacting to certain things. And I'm not talking about self-love and things like that. Like that's awesome. I definitely am a huge, huge feminist. I'm definitely about body love, self-love. I'm a huge advocate for that. But there's a thin line between self-love and being unhealthy. Love your body, love your shape, love your flaws. I post stretch marks and (laughs) cellulite and whatever else that comes with having a natural body. But at the same time, I try to also keep myself in optimal health so that I can live the best life that I can. I definitely don't want you to have unrealistic goals for your body and compare yourself to other people. When we're talking about obesity, losing weight, exercise, things like that, definitely love your body. But at the same time, be honest and realize when things are unhealthy, it causes more injury on your body. It causes more injury on your joints. It causes your body to work harder when it shouldn't have to. And it also causes certain body systems to break down. And no matter how good the person says that they feel, it's causing some type of inflammation. So if you feel that you are over your healthy BMI, then losing weight is a key thing. Like I just mentioned before, you can't avoid stress. Life is stress. I mean, you go outside your house and get in traffic, especially rush hour traffic, you're ready to throat punch someone. I know yesterday I had a very stressful day and it's not about completely eliminating stress from your life. It's learning how to manage stress. So yeah, you may have a job that's very stressful and you can't quit your job or you love your job. Don't quit. Don't don't go quit your job just because I said get rid of stress. But what you have to do is you have to learn how to implement stress managing strategies so that the stress is not tearing you apart, that you're not staying up at night, that you can't sleep because you're so stressed about things. It's making you physically sick. You get nauseous to go to work. You get nauseous at work. You get nauseous before a meeting. Like these are long-term chronic effects that working in a stressful environment can do to your body. So make sure that you're learning how to manage stress. We've already talked about stress several times, so I'm not going to go into it again, but just make sure that you are implementing techniques and strategies to reduce the stress in your body. Being irritable and angry and tired, yeah, those are minor symptoms, but think about the long-term effects. Think about the abdominal fat, the abdominal girth, how it can cause heart problems, like all of these bad things happen from living in a stressful environment. So make sure that you are implementing those stress relieving strategies. Remember that every change that you try to implement is an ongoing process. You have to change your behaviors. You have to change your processes. You have to change how you respond to certain things. You have to change how you eat. You have to change how you work out. All of these things are important so that you change 
how you feel. And remember, it's gradual. It's something that has to happen every single day. You have to make these changes every single day. You have to determine what the best methods and strategies are for you. Another factor in controlling inflammation is basically avoiding simple carbohydrates. I've talked about diet before in other nutrition episodes. And let me just give you a brief nutrition lesson. There are simple carbohydrates and there are complex carbohydrates. Simple carbohydrates are things like white flour, white rice, refined sugar, anything that has high fructose corn syrup, those are the things that you want to avoid. When people think about carbohydrates, the first thing they say is, oh no, no carbs, no carbs, I gotta get rid of carbs. And that's fine if that's the diet that you wanna choose, if that's the plan that you wanna do, if you wanna go keto, if you wanna go low carb, whatever the diet is, Atkins, there's tons and tons and tons of diets and regimens out there where they have no carbs or you're on a specific carb carbohydrate count. And that's great, especially for people that have diabetes or risk for diabetes or people that are obese. They don't know how to manage or count macros. I definitely recommend those types of diets. But if you're just a normal, healthy individual and you don't want to give up carbohydrates, there's no reason that you have to. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Beyond the Fit. The key is, is that you need to exchange from simple carbohydrates to complex carbohydrates. And the differentiation is that a complex carbohydrate doesn't cause a spike and a crash in your blood sugar. They don't affect your insulin and they also take longer to break down. So you feel satiated for a longer period of time. When you're dealing with these simple carbohydrates, the white carbs, high fructose corn syrup, those are the things that are gonna give you that immediate gratification where you feel this, ooh, I ate some pasta now I feel good and I have this place uh, in my heart that I just feel completely satiated. <laughs> and, and what happens is, is that it does. It gives you that initial which we're going to call the peak. So it's going to give you that rush. It's going to give you that peak. But then what happens is, is once those carbs release the glucose, once your body starts digesting that, then you go into that period where you actually have a crash. And then that's when you start craving more of the sugar, more glucose. How many times have you had something that was a high carbohydrate? Like you go to one of the restaurants and you have lasagna, spaghetti, whatever else. And then what do you say? What do you say? I sure could eat something sweet, right? <laughs> That's because you're having that crash from the glucose and the simple carbohydrate. You want to try and exchange simple carbs for complex carbs. Again, if you're doing no carbs, go for it, knock yourself out. But if you're just trying to change your diet, you're trying to start having a little bit healthier lifestyle, that exchange can make a major difference. And again, having those complex carbohydrates are inadvertently going to help you control your blood sugar. So you're going to stay fuller longer. You just have to start figuring out how to build meals around lean protein, start building meals around foods that are high in fiber. Make sure you're trying to get lots of vegetables, lots of fruits, lots of whole grains. Make sure you're putting brown rice and wheat bread instead of white rice and white bread into your meal prep. And I also want you to take it one step further. Anytime you're doing something that is whole grain or wheat, I want you to read the label. And I want you to make sure that whole grain is going to be listed as the first ingredient because a lot of times when you have these carb smart products they don't even have whole grain or wheat in them and there's just some type of processed product so make sure that you're reading it it might be the third or fourth ingredient don't go for that one always try to get one where the first ingredient is your whole wheat or a grain another thing when we're talking about foods and we're trying to talk about reducing foods that promote inflammation is anti-inflammatory foods, living with the anti-inflammatory diet. And I know that it's very confusing because you don't even know what inflammatory foods are. You don't even know what foods are linked to inflammation. Let me just let you know, anything that's processed, inflammation. That's why there are so many diets that are whole food diets. There's the paleo diet. There's all kinds of stuff, being a vegan, raw diets, because there is 
so much research into how processed foods release all these toxins in your body and how that can actually cause you to stay in a state of an inflammatory response. Get rid of processed foods. Get rid of red meat. Make sure you're not consuming anything with high trans fat like margarine or corn oil, anything that's deep fried, pretty much anything that you know tastes good and is bad for you, stop it. <laughs> There's enough research where we know that going and get your Tuesday fried chicken special is not healthy. You know that. It's just no one wants to sacrifice. No one wants to long-term sacrifice. But what happens is, is that these decisions that you're making today can have long-term effects and they can cause you to have something that could actually be avoided or your risk could be reduced right now by making those sacrifices today. I know you're probably thinking like, okay, well, that's pretty much everything that gives me happiness in life. I know I'm the same way when it comes to it. I love pasta. I love breads. I love eating pizza and things like that. But the key is, is that you need to do everything in moderation. I'm not telling you that you have to go out and you have to cut everything out of your diet. You can't have anything that ever brings you pleasure. You got to go and eat a little piece of chicken and four pieces of spinach every day. Not at all. But I'm saying that if you're eating unhealthy items, you need to make sure that you're consuming them in moderation. Only do it once a week. Do it once a month. Whatever works for you where you curb your cravings, where you're not constantly eating unhealthy stuff, whatever you can handle. You can even start with simple things like one day this week, I'm not going to eat red meat. I'm going to substitute it with lean poultry, or I'm going to find another lean protein like fish salmon, something like that, whatever, whatever your fish choice is. Salmon is like the most common, but there's other fish that you can eat as well. Also, you can add other types of shellfish, shrimp, anything like that. Whatever your lean protein is that you want to implement, you can do that. Some people eat pork. A lot of people eat pork loin as a lean protein as well. So it doesn't just always have to be chicken as your substitute for red meat. Whatever your lean protein is, you can get black beans, black beans, high, high, high in protein. And there's actually numerous recipes that you can find where you can use black beans as a meatless option. Another thing you can do is you can just say, all right, I can't commit to a whole week, Holly, but I'm going to commit to not eating white rice or white potatoes one day this week next week, two days, next week, three days, I'm going to substitute them with sweet potato. Make your goals realistic for you. And that will allow you to make daily changes rather than saying, oh my goodness, I'm just not going to eat pasta ever again. And then what happens is, is you're going to go into this cycle of binge eating or having all of these cravings. Like I talk about in my book day one, when I'm explaining goal structuring, you have to make sure that your goals are realistic for you. So start small, cut off the inflammatory foods, cut out the simple carbohydrates, start exercising, make a weight loss goal, figure out some ways to manage your stress. It's pretty simple and it seems basic, but it's going to be a daily process because if not, your body will stay in this inflammatory response and you'll have these chronic conditions. You'll continue to feel fatigued. Your body will continue attacking itself because it knows that something just ain't right, but it doesn't know how to fix it. So let's go into some, what are anti-inflammatory foods? And that's what I really wanted to talk about because a lot of people reach out to me, like I said, and they ask me about diet and they ask me about supplements and they ask me about things like that because you know that a healthy diet is 80% of looking and feeling fit. So I want to go into that as well. Again, I said we would go more in depth into a vegan diet with our guests that we're going to have today, but let me go into some other diet information, but let me go into some other diet information about how you can build up your immunity, how you can how you can structure your meal preparation and things like that. If you guys have ever read any of the current research and dietary recommendations, they always talk about a Mediterranean diet. I even know my oncologist constantly is telling me a Mediterranean diet. And basically, the research shows that people who live in the Mediterranean regions have less of the health issues that we have here. They have less chronic 
chronic issues. They have less digestive health issues. They have less instances of cancer and things like that because of their diet. And what that means is that what we're consuming, it may not be the exact cause of why we're getting sick. It may not be the reason why we have diabetes or why we have cancer, but there is a higher risk instance when we are consuming these unhealthy inflammatory diets. So a Mediterranean diet is basically you're not using any type of salts or any type of seasonings. Everything comes from natural seasonings like herbs. You're not using any type of trans fat. You're not using any type of saturated fat. You're going to be using olive oil, things like that. As far as having an anti-inflammatory diet, they always recommend using like tomatoes in the Mediterranean diet, olive oil, make sure you're doing, they call it cruciferous vegetables. And those are basically green leafy vegetables such as spinach, kale, broccoli, collards, add nuts like almonds and walnuts. You want to do fatty fish like salmon, mackerel, tuna, and then you want to have fruits like strawberries, blueberries, cherries, and oranges. They do say that the bitter fruit is actually better for you because it's less sugary. I don't know what your in Take is for fruit, but if you're doing it where you're eating fruit every day, I would definitely recommend staying away from the sugary fruits and start going into more of those, like I said, the oranges, blueberries, things like that. So again, anti-inflammatory eating Mediterranean diet, that means foods that are high in fruits, vegetable, nuts, whole grains, fish, and healthy oils, which if you think about it, it should be common sense, right? (laughs) It really should. It should be like, you know what? That actually sounds pretty healthy. And I know from traveling abroad, I love whenever I go to Europe because it really makes me realize how unhealthy we are eating here in America. Like I said before, when you're in living in these chronic conditions, you don't even realize what you're doing is unhealthy. And then you get exposed to something else or you get exposed to another culture, another region. And you're like, wow, I can't believe how much process food I actually am consuming. So you want to make sure that you are trying to reduce those inflammatory foods. You want to make sure you're having less processed diet. Another thing that I go back and forth with people on is eggs and inflammation. I know as a fitness professional, I eat eggs entirely too much. I think that a lot of us, the first thing we do is because we're trying to build muscle. So we go and, you know, there's this just basically this disclaimer that eat eggs, keeps you healthy, keeps your gains. But what happens is a lot of times eggs can actually cause inflammation. And one of the rationales why eggs can be inflammatory is because egg is considered a dairy product. And if you guys have done research about dairy, they always say that dairy can actually cause inflammatory response. Dairy can actually make you sick. There is something called casein, and that's a protein that's found in milk as well as it's found in whey. So whenever you're talking about like protein supplements, people that are really into fitness and stuff like that, they're always talking about casein and whey and soy and all these different proteins. So it can be really confusing if you don't understand all of this verbiage, but basically casein is a protein that's found in milk and it makes up about 80% of a dairy product. And casein is very difficult to break down in the digestive system. And what happens is it can cause cause digestive trouble, it can cause inflammation, and that comes out by being bloated and gastric reflux. You may be constipated. So there's issues that come out because this protein is undigestible. And again, eggs are part of that dairy group. So whenever you're talking to people who are vegans, they'll tell you stay away from eggs, stay away from milk. If you eat a lot of eggs and you are having a lot of those digestive problems, the fatigue, you're just not feeling right, you're having bloating, gas, things like that. And you're thinking, hmm, I do eat eggs a lot. Eggs could very well be the factor that you need to eliminate from your diet. Again, like I said, eggs can have a pro benefit or it can also be a con negative. So just to reiterate, Mediterranean diet, really good diet. Make sure you're eating nuts, fish, no added salt, no sodium, all of those things, any type of seasonings, try and only use natural herbs and anti-inflammatory foods, blueberries, strawberries, cherries, great oranges, vitamin C, great for anti-inflammatory. 
add those leafy greens, like we said, spinach and kale. You want to make sure you're eating your fatty fish like salmon. And then also try and have colorful vegetables like beets, peppers, zucchini, sweet potatoes, whole grains. You want to have have those cruciferous vegetables. Anything that's kind of a tree, fluffy looking, those are great vegetables to have. Beans, you want to make sure nuts like walnuts and almonds. And then if you can add avocados, they said that avocados are really good for your heart health. And it also can stop the free radicals, which are bad things in your body that's released from anything that's toxic that you've consumed. And then if you really are still having those gas issues and digestive problems, make sure you add a probiotic. Very simple. You can actually get that over the counter at any type of drugstore or grocery store. And what I would like to do is bring in our guest today that's going to actually talk briefly about vegan lifestyle and answer some common questions about veganism and a plant-based diet. I would like to introduce Cassius Graham, who's actually a certified personal trainer as well as a huge social media influencer, and he lives by the vegan life. (laughs) He is endorsed by several vegan products, and he pretty much preaches about being a vegan and answers lots of questions on his social media. So Cassius, I know that we spoke before the show about you being a vegan, and I know that you mentioned that you were having inflammation in your joints and you followed someone and you saw that they had a vegan lifestyle and you kind of decided, hey, I might try this and see if this helps me. So can you kind of give us a background from that point of where you decided that plant-based is the way that you wanted to go? All foods that are anti-inflammatory are plant-based. So I said, man, let me try this out. So I did it for about 60 days. And I noticed my swelling in my elbows and my knees went down and I wasn't experiencing pain anymore. So I was like, I think I'm going to try to stick with this. Now, at that point, I started to begin the process of removing all meat from my diet. That's pretty much how that started. I I saw somebody else do it and I tried it out and it worked for me. I'm glad that you actually brought up the inflammation because in the previous segment, that's exactly what I was talking about. I was talking about inflammation, the inflammatory response that your body has when you're introducing it to processed foods and all of these chronic conditions that come from inflammation. So I'm so glad that you actually (laughs) used that exact word, inflammation inflammation because inflammation is not just you have a cut and you you're it's ran around the cut and that's inflammation so i'm glad that you brought out brought that up about joint pain that's one of the biggest 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 things that people don't even realize that they're dealing with they just think that they're supposed to feel that way that's part of aging and i'm glad that you mentioned that point so great reference to that i don't want to just clarify because a lot of people will say that they are vegan and really they're more of a vegetarian and you know Can you give us some insight on the differentiation between like vegan and vegetarian just to have like an expert kind of break it down to us? Because people think just because they stopped eating meat and they're eating fish instead or whatever, like, you know, give us an insight on what vegan actually means. Being vegan means you do not eat anything that had a mom or a dad, even to the point to where we can't even have honey because it comes from bees. A vegetarian just doesn't eat meat actually, but it will have they will have eggs, they will have cheese, they will they'll have honey. You know what I'm saying? That they just don't eat actual meat itself, from my understanding. So plant-based diets, nothing with a mom or a dad, and then vegetarians just don't eat meat, but they'll eat everything else. Mm, okay. Well, that's a big, I didn't, I, I, I didn't even know that. Like, okay. I like the way you explain that. Like even the simplest mind can understand if you had a mom or a dad, you can't eat it as a vegan. So, <laughs> right. Very, very interesting. And that obviously takes a lot of dedication. So how do you manage to have a busy lifestyle and still be able to stick to that diet? Because that's one of my big questions that I always get asked from listening 
listeners is how do you find time to do such and such? How do you have to find time to meal prep? How do you find time? So it, because it sounds like that's a really, really dedicated lifestyle, like what are some of the strategies that you use to make sure you're able to go and eat places and do things and, and have meals at home? So how do you manage that so you're vegan every day? Um, you can't be afraid of the, the, the prepackaged food. Uh, I tell everybody that you can't be afraid of your 60 second rices or they have a uh, China masala and in, in, in those little pouches or, or if you have these ready, these ready meals that can be prepared in about a minute or two, because at the end of the day, if you want to be a whole raw vegan that cuts up all their vegetables and you, you sat it aside and you can do that. But if you have a busy lifestyle, it's not going to happen. Some of these foods, you just have to check your ingredient list if you're afraid of it so-called being processed. But at the end of the day, even if you was to have a regular diet, you would have processed foods there too. So don't be afraid of your, like, your frozen food. Don't be afraid of like your, your prepackaged foods because if you're on the go, you know, you may not have to cook your your raw rice or cut up all your raw vegetables and things like that and then prepare them. You may have to just take out that frozen rice or that china masala in a, in a, in a pouch and put it in the microwave and get to it. I'd probably say definitely if you are on the go, your supplements, meaning like your your, your protein bars, your, your meals that can be repaired in like a minute or two, definitely have those on deck. And then when you have time, make your your actual organic, your super organic raw foods and then prepare them and just set them to the side, like cut up your vegetables and put it in a bag. So it can take um, about, you know, five, 10 minutes to prepare a meal. And more importantly, buy a air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> that thing has probably saved my life for the past couple of years. I don't think I'd be vegan without it. Yeah, I have one too. And I, I swear by my air fryer as well. <laughs> You, you retired your oven, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I, I never, like, my kids might use the oven to bake a pizza or something or whatever, but yeah, definitely not. So one of the things I wanted to say is that if you guys follow Cassius, I will have all of his social media links and everything in the memo notes for the podcast. But if you guys look at his Instagram page, you see that he is very fit and he does still have a lot of muscle mass. You know, he, you can tell that you definitely or an active lifestyle and things like that. I know that a lot of people, they hear about the protein, protein, protein and, and stuff. So I'm just wondering, like, what do you tell your clients or people that are interested in a vegan lifestyle and they're scared of not being able to maintain muscle mass? So the number one thing, you could do is two ways. You can be the, the holistic diet vegan and I'm just going to eat everything that's, that's that's plants. I'm only going to have broccoli. I'm only going to have peas. I'm only going to have brown rice. But at the end of the day, macros matter. Don't be afraid of the beyond meats, the, the impossible meats, the so-called processed foods, because they are high in protein. Don't be afraid of those protein powders, because at the end of the day, that is how this is done. I know there's a lot of rumors about as far as like soy and how soy so-called contains estrogen. There's no concrete study that shows that soy raises your uh, estrogen levels. Now, would I do a completely soy diet? No. Because at the end of the day, if you break it down, let's say I was eating a whole bunch of soy products that, that were made up to be, you know, my, my, my protein. By me eating those vegetables behind that, it would balance everything out because all dense green vegetables actually balance your hormones versus spiking your estrogen, thus reversing the process of you maintaining that lean muscle mass. If you do any diet correctly, you're going to be just fine. I know I get that question a lot. Like, well, don't any of those those meats have a bunch of soy in them? It's like, well, if you're actually eating your vegetables behind it, then you're going to be just fine. And I'm living proof of it because I've done it for four years and I've, I haven't had a problem with retaining muscle yet. And please don't say genetics because <laughs> my genetics are terrible. My Everybody in my family does not look like me. I am the only one. So this is pure hard work, dedication, and actually having a plan when it comes to my diet. So 
take your time to find out what you like, find out what companies make what, because that is really, really, really important. Everything tastes different. Some things taste like, wow, I can't believe this is vegan. And then some things taste like they pulled it out of the ground. Definitely test out the market. It'll be fun. It'll give you a chance to really explore and eat at new restaurants. You know, it's, it's always an adventure every time I go somewhere and, and I have to find, okay, we, we all the way in, you know, Mammoth, California. Does anybody have anything that's vegan here? That's what I would probably tell people as far as just don't be afraid to eat anything that's so-called not holistic because at the end of the day, macros do matter. Right. And I wanted to add on to what you just said too about the vegan and take your time and find certain foods or, or whatever, because I did talk about that in my previous segment. And of course, because I do have a book about obtaining goals and setting goals and things like that. And I think that just to kind of piggyback on what you said, if you can't can't commit to going completely plant-based, then I mentioned make it realistic. If you're don't just say, I'm about to be vegan today and start buying all of this stuff and then tomorrow or three days from now you hate it. <laughs> And you go back and you like completely go like, forget this lifestyle. It's not for me. I think that's something that you kind of mentioned just now. Also like set your goals to be realistic for you. If you want to start, I I guess what you're saying is also like, it may not be something that you can just say, I'm going to be vegan forever. Even with you, like you were like, I'm going to just try this for 30 days. And then I'm going to see if this is for me. Whatever your goal is, that's realistic. If you can only commit to five days, I know I have big commitment issues, like just everything in my life. (laughs) So it's kind of shocking whenever I'm successful because I'm like, that means I really committed to that because I'm always like, "Ah, no contract, no this, I can't promise tomorrow. (laughs) Start getting kind of like my throat is closing up. If you think of anything like as a recommendation for someone like, a listener that's right now and saying, you know what, they've talked about some good things. And I think I want to try this. Like what is maybe like two or three recommendations from you as an expert in a, a vegan practicing vegan? Like what are some of your recommendations for people that are just trying to start out so that they don't get discouraged and they don't quit? I would say take one day out of the week and have a plant-based meal. Just one. Because my clients the, that I train, they all want to know, oh, should I go vegan so that I can lose weight faster? And at the end of the day, that's not the the, the answer. If you want to, I'm always going to tell people about the lifestyle of a plant-based diet, but I don't want it to be used as a fad. What's going to happen is take one day out of the week and have a plant-based meal. It could be, it could be breakfast, lunch, or dinner. That's some of the things I recommend. Start off with something easy like breakfast, because to me, that's as, as simple as it gets. If you like you like oatmeal, I would tell you get some oats. You don't have to use protein powder. So I like the extra protein. That's what I do. I would tell you do oats, oat milk, almond milk, cashew milk, whatever nut milk that is uh, available. I would tell you get berries and peanut butter. Real simple, straight to the point. As far as for flavor and taste, you can do brown sugar, you, you can do organic sugar. Me, I use my supplements, so I'm always going to put a protein powder that, that that's with it just for the, the, the extra flavor. And that's pretty simple. Now, if you want to spice it up, there's a product called Just Egg. It is a little expensive, so I wouldn't use it every single day. Then you can find it like Whole Foods and stuff. But I think it's like, like $3.99, like a, a, a little a quart of it. So that's breakfast. As far as as like dinner or lunch or dinner, I would probably say keep it simple. Find you, find you like a plant-based uh, meat, like Beyond Meat, Impossible Meat, or uh, they have a whole bunch of like different things like packaged jackfruit and make tacos. Like something that's super simple, anybody can do it and just start off there because everything that that's regular to eat, a plant, like a plant-based product has, because that's the biggest thing. We're like, what do you eat? You eat that like I'm not a salad vegan. Please don't give me a salad. I'm not going to sit there for 30 minutes and chew trying to finish this plate. <laughs> I'll probably say um, something because there's, there, for everything that's regular, there's 
a vegan item for it. Right. And yeah, and I know just even in the grocery stores now, even like at Walmart. I yeah, well, I'm going to get with the blend. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, okay, look at Walmart trying to be healthy, you know, because usually people think of Walmart as like the unhealthy store or whatever. So when I went <laughs> even, you know, even though I'm not a vegan, I do still do a lot of plant-based stuff. And I was just like surprised because Walmart had so many substitutes there and so many options. And I was like, oh, okay, this is actually good. Because I think it's good, especially for like a minority population. We are in, in like that's the common people that are visiting Walmart. So I think it's super important because they may not be as educated, they don't have the resources, they think that it's going to taste bad. So I really, really love whenever I see those options there for people that may not even know about it because they might be going to buy pork sausage <laughs> for breakfast and then they see the meatless option and just that they made a, a substitute for them and their family. So kudos to them. Thank you so much for all of that information, Cassius. And let everyone know that's listening how to reach you. I'll have all of your information in the notes, but some people don't read the notes. I don't know why, but some people just don't read the notes for the podcast episode. Spell out any of your social media handles or any way to get in touch with you whenever you tell people how they can reach you. My Instagram is uh, Cassius30, C-A-S-S-I-U-S-3-0. My TikTok is the exact same as that. YouTube is Cassius TV. Twitter is Cassius underscore G. And that is it for right now. <laughs> okay. And he also, if you find him on Instagram, you'll be able to find a link for everything else. Cause I know a lot of us all have like a link tree link. <laughs> like for me, just log on to my Instagram and I have a link tree so you can find me everywhere on there too. So if you find him on Instagram, feel free to shoot him a DM, look him up for training. If you have any questions about vegan, because like I said, he is a diehard vegan. He, you know, he works with a lot of vegan companies as well, being a, a ambassador, a spokesperson, all of that great stuff. So he definitely is living a lifestyle. So thank you so much for your time. We definitely appreciate all the gems that you left us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I always close my show with a life check. If you've read my book day one, you know that basically a life check is my way of stopping, making sure that you guys understand the information that has been discussed already. It's a way to reiterate what to take with you and come up with a plan on how to implement the information that's been given into your life so that you can make changes and that you can become the healthiest version of yourself inside and out. So short life check today. Basically, inflammation is your body's way of saying something isn't right. It's your body's way of saying, hey, there's something going on and I'm going to act out until you change your lifestyle or until you stop whatever it is that's causing this to happen, whether it be overuse of muscle groups or whether it be taking in toxins. You need to identify when there are inflammatory responses going on in your body and figure out how to combat that, whether it be changing your diet or using some of the information that we've given you today about reducing stress, making sure you're getting exercise and make sure you're getting adequate rest so that your body has time to heal itself. Remember that all these things require you to make yourself a priority. It requires you to identify a problem and you to say that you're going to make a change. Create a goal, look at yourself and know what's realistic for you. Don't make a goal for something that you know you're going to fail at. Don't set yourself up for failure. Create those short-term goals so that you can check off those things so that you can be proud of yourself and that you can continue going beyond the fit.